0: (laughs) Well, hey, everybody, welcome to the Timmy Gibson show. I've got a super special guest today and I'm excited to uh, have you hear her story and uh, let her um, share kind of her journey. I met, um, when did I meet you? I met you at that salon. Um.
1: Um, uh, I don't know what year it was, but it was at With Love Salon downtown in the crossroads in Kansas City.
0: Okay. And it's it's Alicia Walters. Did I get that? Elise. Right? Elise, Elise. Elise Walters. I kept mm-hmm. calling you Alice for some reason, even though it's spelled yeah. A-L-Y-C-E. I don't know why. I just thought, mm-hmm. oh, she's cool. She just spells it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I get that a lot. But, you know, it makes sense that um, people would confuse it for Alice, yeah. considering uh, the line of work I'm in. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, how, uh, so
0: let's first, before we get into your your healing journey and all the stuff that you're doing now and and the reason I wanted to do this podcast with you is you know I'm perusing through Facebook like I normally do and and I see your picture and I'm like oh yeah she cut my hair way back in the day when I had short hair and, and that was years ago I don't even remember when that was but I mean it was
2: mm-hmm.
0: it was years ago anyway yeah. I I thought and then I saw some pictures of your health journey and when you had all the blisters all over which we'll get into that in just a minute and mm-hmm. I mean literally my heart just like it just hurt for you you know I was like, oh my gosh like what's going on what happened to her and 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 then I yeah. see that you've recovered and healed from all of that and I thought oh my gosh I bet she's got a story
2: mm. and, and, I,
0: <laughs> and I can't wait to to hear it but let's let's rewind back to um you're a hairdresser are you still in a stylist or is a hairdresser or a stylist how do you uh yeah
1: I'm a ha- hair hairstylist. hairstylist, um okay. I've been doing that for 16 years, okay. um, and yeah, I, it's my passion. I I love well, to you're create. Awesome at it. Thank you. Um, I primarily like focus on color and extensions, um, but it's a it's a great creative outlet for me and a great way to connect with people.
0: Yeah, well, that's cool. And so, where I'm curious is. Cause I'm curious, where'd you go to uh beauty school?
1: Um, it's not even around anymore, but it was, uh, called Regency beauty Institute.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah cool. I think I, that, that was here in Kansas city.
1: Um, they were, all, they were all over.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The big ones like Paul Mitchell, you know, a lot of people that graduate Paul, seems like Paul Mitchell. It seems like I know so many people that graduate Paul Mitchell.
1: Uh, yeah. But I actually, um, as my time as a hairstylist, I was an educator and I worked with Joyco and I did like fashion week and photo shoots, but I would teach um, at like Paul Mitchell schools and on stage at hair shows and stuff.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. You'll laugh at this. It's like
1: a whole lifetime ago.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I almost went into that field. So um, when I was in high school. Yeah. Believe it or not. (laughs) So because I've always had. I've been lucky to have hair, and especially at my age, you know, to have a full head of hair is very- Yes, you do have
1: fabulous hair.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I got super lucky, so I've always had, like even when I was a kid, like I've always had just cool hair, apparently. People thought I had cool hair. (laughs) And in the 80s, you know, I had the the real long mullet and, you know, when it was cool to have a mullet, and I guess mullets are kind of coming back, at least a rendition of them.
2: Yeah, for sure, uh,
0: Anyway, when I graduated high school, I went to, uh, I can't remember the beauty school I went to and, and, you know, talked to them and I was really seriously considering going to beauty school because I thought to myself, you know what, if I do this, it can always, I can always have a job and no matter what, where I move, what I do, like I can always do this. Mm-hmm. And and easily, like easily, as a like you could move anywhere and and do hair. And yeah. uh that's just a cool thing. And and then I ended up I don't know if you know my story, but I'm not religious anymore. But I used to be religious and became a pastor and now I'm just spiritual and, and not religious. And uh, so, you know, I left the religious stuff, but I, there's a
1: lot of freedom in being spiritual and not being tied to religion, I feel.
0: Oh goodness. Yeah. And we'll, we're definitely going to talk about that. I know just because (laughs) you seem super spiritual, uh, which I just, I really love. I I dig your vibe. I think everything about what I've seen and what I know, um, so far, I'm just, yeah, (laughs) I'm super excited to, uh, to dig into this. Okay. So, Uh, we're definitely going to talk about religion and spirituality but let's let's dive into your story hun what happened to you like what (laughs) happened that threw your life into a whole nother world yeah and tell me Um, like from the very beginning like when you first had the first blemish show up like tell me this journey tell us the story
1: so, um, I didn't realize it. But um, the first signs and symptoms of what um, it, I, so I had um, SJS, which is called Steven Johnson syndrome. Okay. Um, it's extremely rare. Um, and then I had an even more rare form, which is TEN, um, which basically just means that it affects more than 30% of your body. And in my case, it affected 98% of my body. Um, And so I basically like spontaneously combusted and I melted from the inside out, Um, like the lining of my lungs. um, You're lucky to be alive. Yeah. Yeah. uh, There's a 50% mortality rate um, with SJS and specifically with SJS TEN. Because, you know, I was, you know, your biggest, your skin is your biggest organ, and it was completely open and exposed, and um, my bowels stopped working, my liver went into failure, and my kidneys were uh, failing, and um, it was a whole thing. I was um, in uh, Overland Park Regional for a week, and then I was in KU um, in the ICU on the burn unit for a month um okay so and- so
0: take so what were the first symptoms? oh yes the
1: first signs and symptoms um so they actually started like two weeks before um like the the rash um so i basically started out with like um i had a sinus infection and then that went away and i had a chest cold and then that went away then i had flu symptoms and then that went away And then so that was like over the course of two weeks. And then um, it was a Tuesday morning that I woke up and I had um, a very just a little a little rash. Um, It it wasn't really bothering me. I didn't think Um, maybe it was making me feel a little hot, but I just didn't really think much of it. So I kind of went along with my day. I went and I got my nails done and it just like started to like progress and where was and it like
0: legs arms like
1: all all over around my mouth um on my arms and it, it but it was like slowly spreading and so i and i ended up going to like an urgent care and um they said that it was chicken pox and they gave me prednisone and so I took that, and I ended up canceling my day of work. I stayed at home. I took a nap, <laughs> um, and then when I woke up, it was like all over my trunk, like all over. And but I think but it was just a like rash
0: affecting- at this point. But at this point, it was like like a rash, just a.
1: It, yeah, it was a rash. It didn't itch, um, but it was affecting my brain, and it was causing my mouth felt really prickly. And, um, I was very disoriented as the day went on because I eventually I went to the hospital at five p m and so it was
0: progressing pretty
2: quick
1: on, by that time, yeah, once the rash had surfaced, it definitely progressed very quickly. so this was may eighteenth um of twenty one and so by the time I went, it like I had been talking to my mom, and um in my ex now ex um and he actually took me to the hospital um but like because i had been documenting it with my mom she was like no you need to go to the hospital because i it was affecting my brain and so like i didn't really realize like how much it had spread at this point right. so i went and then i mean they imi- admitted me immediately um like they didn't wait to like do much they just admitted me um i i went when i walked into the hospital i weighed 115 pounds which is very important <laughs> in the story because i lost a massive amount of weight um and so i was there for a week um in overland park regional and n- they had no idea what was wrong with me and they were not equipped to handle how much of my skin was melting off like their burn unit is not equipped for that like um so my mom my my friends had to call my mom um because i was hallucinating like i wasn't be, i wasn't responding to medications like morphine was not a f- helping the pain oh. Um fentanyl did not help the pain um and I was because I was in so much pain, and they weren't making me feel any any better um I was like refusing things and just um like vitamin k and whatever for like blood clots yeah. um and so my mom came into town she like ad- was was advocating for me and got me transferred to k u and they knew immediately what was wrong with me um but i when i got um, I went by ambulance from Overland park regional to KU and you know, when I walked into Overland park regional, I weighed 115 pounds, but by the time I went to KU, I was admitted to their hospital with malnutrition. Um, and in total I lost 27 pounds. So when I actually got discharged from KU, I weighed 80, 88 pounds. Oh my um, gosh. and of so course like, you're
0: a tiny person anyway.
1: I am. I'm incredibly petite. I'm 4'11. Like, you know, I walked into the hospital weighing 115 pounds. So, um, but because of that, like, they couldn't put any IVs in me. I was so dehydrated um, that, so then they had to put a port in my neck, which was literally probably the best option, anyways, because I was there for a month and that's how they would, like, draw blood and to administer medications and stuff because. You know, so SJS like affects all of your mucous membranes. So that's like all your private parts, your eyes, your ears, your throat, your lungs, your mouth. Um, so I couldn't eat. So I had a feeding tube. Um, like And the yeah. blisters. Um, all I should over your be body. I should be blind. <laughs> yeah, there was blisters on ninety-eight percent of my body. So um I had to have two skin surgeries. Um which do yourself a favor and do not Google debreeding because that's what it's called. And it's when they remove the non-viable tissue. Um, and so they have to like, they have to knock you out to put to do that. Like oh. it's supposed to be excruciatingly painful. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, it was it was quite an interesting journey. Um,
0: Did you want to die? I mean, was it so unbearable? Were you just thinking, I want to die or were you thinking I'm going to fight? I want to win this kind of, where was your head out of there, there?
1: There was no, no, um, I was not aware, um, most of the time.
0: So um, you basically what you're telling me is maybe once f- I got foggy, but sorry. it's from, from your friends, your mother, from the pictures you've seen. I mean, is that how you've pieced right. it all together?
1: Yeah, that's how I know a lot of it. I have some of my own memories and recollections. like I remember being in Overland Park Regional and hallucinating. I remember seeing my kids in the reflection of the TV and they were playing. like it was the ref- it was very interesting. and I knew that it wasn't real. Um, wow. But you know, in when I was in Overland Park Regional, they didn't feed me the entire time. They didn't give they didn't give me IV fluids. Like they, no, my skin was melting off, so that, like they literally had no idea what to do with me. So they couldn't put tape on me, which so they couldn't put an IV because my skin would just come off. Like, wow. um, it was crazy. Um, so, but it's just it's so interesting, like. That whole situation, like generally, SJS is triggered by a medication or having like an autoimmune disease.
0: Or- I was just gonna ask, yeah, like literally, was this just out of left field? Just,
1: yeah, it was. Yeah, completely. Um, I, I don't, you know, I'm very holistic. I always have been. Um, this definitely has um, deepened my relationship with. Um, being holistic, I became an herbalist after um, my near death experience. Um, because I'm not supposed to take medi- medications, uh, because there are specific ones that it is mo- most commonly associated with. Um, Where, but really, ones, any medication, you know? um, there's a, a lot of antibiotics, um, Tylenol, um, Prilosec, um so yeah there's a lot of like common medications that people take that it it can trigger it so i have to be super cautious um however that's not how mine was triggered um i believe mine was triggered spontaneously um however i believe that mine was triggered because of the chemicals that had been pumping through my body um, because around that time I had left my um, abusive ex and I have a child with him and Um, so I feel like the constant um, just stress hormones that were in my body like throughout the entire relationship but even um, after I had left um, and you know I'm still having to co-parent with that person so I still have to um learn how to communicate Deal. with that mm-hmm. person. <laughs> yeah. Um and so yeah, I feel like that was probably what triggered it. So um Stress. I tr- yeah, yeah, 100% like that it that's how it phys- it physically manifested in my body. Wow. Um
0: which I believe your body holds the record. I mean, I I I truly believe I believe in that connection.
1: One hundred percent. I mean, I I've I was in a very toxic, abusive relationship like I, I did and I was never taught like um, proper coping skills um, and or how to regulate my emotions. And that relationship, I mean, it, it's a that relationship was a karmic. He's a karmic partner for me, um, and I'm really grateful for it um, because it completely has changed the trajectory of my life. Um, but it, it really forced me to focus inward. Um, and it was a huge catalyst for my growth.
0: Yeah. You seem, you seem a lot different and, and, and in a good way, not that there was anything (laughs) wrong with you before, but I, you seem, uh, how can I say this? You seem more whole, you seem more, uh, connected to like the universe or is there something about you that seems so different than than when i met you um that first time and of course i have been on my own journey as well which i've told that Mm. so many times no one wants to hear my story anymore but
2: uh, (laughs) it's
0: like i'm I'm assuming that you feel this way when i think of my my pre-life so you know i was in a when i met you the first time i was that that was my i was married to my ex at that point
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you know got divorced uh found myself left religion you know became more just spiritual um and and i smoke weed which i love weed it's just wonderful <laughs> i was i was always you know anti Great medicine <laughs> oh no, it is it you know it truly it the man i'm telling you that's the the truth um it it's a powerful, powerful medicine and I, and that's how I use it. I don't, I don't use it like as a party drug. Um, mm-hmm. I'm and plus I'm just not a party anyway, I'm too health conscious to, to do that. Um, and I'm like you, I don't take medications. I rarely once in a blue moon, if I have to take something, it'll be like an Advil Uh, Mm um but but i don't even like doing that i'd rather just smell essential oils and rub my get my shoulders rubbed by my wife and (laughs) all that's like i I just want to do everything i can to or do deep breathing you know a lot of times i can just go outside and and do some deep breathing exercises and and that usually can can knock it out but anyway i feel like you probably experienced similar to what i experienced i literally look at my life before and it's it's like like when i met you it that like, that was a whole nother timmy that that met you that that is like that right. person is in my estimation you know dead and gone yeah and, and now i'm living a whole a whole another life. lifetime yes uh, like i literally got a second when people talk about reincarnation i'm like that happened to me but, <laughs> but it's like but yeah. in my one life that i mean it's like it happened to me that was my another life and now i'm living this life and it's just absolutely wonderful you know i couldn't be happier i'm in a wonderful uh marriage awakening yeah yeah a real awakening and it took me finding myself and going through some of the darkest days um in in the process and went to you know i went to a shamanic uh high priestess out in lawrence um And did six months worth of like deep breathing and meditation and really worked through a lot of things yeah it was fabulous but anyway enough about me so does that resonate though with you is this like you're living a whole new life
1: oh my goodness i've lived so many lives like not two like i have lived so many lives and and what's so beautiful about that is that i have little bits and pieces and parts of each one of them that are still embedded and that have that comprise like who i am right now in this present moment yeah and i love it like different genres of music i'm clear audience so i feel and hear music way differently than most people and i always have um it's kind of like a a talent of mine i can hear a song, and I will know all of the words. Like just hear it once, and I will know every single one of the words. Which is why you often see me dancing and singing yeah. on, <laughs> on well, the you, camera.
0: You are you and my wife probably could be friends. She's she's a uh, Reiki master. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, she's she's just super gifted, and and she's a singer in a band, and and yeah, I'll, I'll send after when we get off here. I'll. <laughs> she's got a couple concerts coming up this month oh, uh, nice. in december yeah but yeah she's she's really helped open me up to just uh, some of that stuff which is which is really cool i'm a pretty i'm pretty skeptical when it comes to some things it's just how i am i i think because it was my swing from being religious and believing in a bunch of hooky pooky stuff and and walking away from from that you know i kind of swung the other way um yet still holding on to my spirituality um mm-hmm. but i'm a little you know i'm a little skeptical about some stuff but that's you know, she do, you know me anyway.
1: do you know anything about the Uh. Uh-uh. so so kind of what you're talking about um kind of like a pendulum you've swung one way and then you swing another and until you get to the Tao, which is the balance which is the middle uh. so you're just you're collecting data right right with each swing of that pendulum until you get to the Tao.
0: yeah well i love that i know i'm way closer to the Tao than i've ever been in my life just because i feel very integrated very connected you know oddly weirdly you know when i was religious yes just full of love i i just love and accept everybody and and when i was religious i mean i was sincere very i was a very genuine, sincere Christian and like, I meant it, I was sincere. I was heartfelt, but man, did I struggle? <laughs> it just it, it was a constant tormenting struggle. It just it just it just wasn't for me. You know, it just wasn't. <clears throat> did you for feel me.
1: like there's a lot of like shame?
0: Oh, guilt and shame was off the yeah. charts. And that's yeah. the thing about it. Um, Elise is I, you know, even when I was a pastor, like when I met you, I was actually pastoring and I pastored a church and everything. Mm-hmm. And during that time, it just, the guilt and the shame here's in the church and out of the church, just quickly in my assessment of being a super highly religious person and a religious leader for so many years, everybody in the church, in a church, a Christian church that proclaim, you know, all the certain stuff they are exactly the fucking same as everybody outside the church what i mean by that is people inside the church act they act a certain way but they're addicted they cheat lie steal it's like there's no difference and to me mm-hmm. it's like that should be a sign that something's fucked up here because yeah. you're telling everybody this is a better life and the truth is it's fucking not i it's not it it's absolutely not like the answer. It's not like you can go to a church and find a bunch of Christian people and go, oh yeah, like their marriages last forever they they don't deal with anxiety, they're at peace, they're happy, they're fulfilled they're but you don't right it's like yeah. everywhere else you go in, some are happy, some aren't, some are you know it it's just. Anyway, I, I, I just had this <laughs> awareness that we're all in the human race. Everybody on this little planet here, we're all a, a human, you know, that's right. We all have the human experience. We all have highs. We all have lows. We all have whatever. And right. the best thing you can do is to truly f- be the best version of yourself and just integrate yourself and, and just work on yourself and just walk in love and and be true to who you are and don't have stupid rules that are just ridiculous that are man-made um, right. and that's what i think religion did at least the religion i was a part of i was part of that like evangelical you know hardcore bible thumper type you know which yeah. which i don't have a lot of good things to say about that christians overall i, mean, I think you know, maybe you're ones, just but.
1: tired of um of division right Yeah, it's, not, it's, us and it's them. not just religion division right. is everywhere um and i think that in your awakening um the veil is being lifted and so um that's kind of why you feel that way
0: yeah yeah it was always an us and them you know those of us in the church who are saved right you know, and then the lost there's the and
1: if, yeah and if they're not living by the bible fully and if they're not in, on you know at church on sunday then you know there's status with that and i'm you know better than right um yeah
0: yeah it sounds did now Were you raise religious at all
1: no I was not I I do not have any religious trauma that was imposed on me um
2: I feel like I gave
1: I feel like I gave myself (laughs) I imposed it on myself
2: (laughs) (laughs) um
1: I I have tried um to go into the church um quite a few times and I um like from a young age um i always was drawn to it because my friend um like i i grew up with a single mom half the time and it was kind of like my mom and my cousin had like custody of me so sometimes i would live with my cousin sometimes i would live with my single mom but i always wanted like to live with a family right so um with my friend katie um her family was super religious so i would try really hard um however anytime i would step foot into a church i would cry uncontrollably and i at that point in time i was very uncomfortable crying in front of people um because that deep programming was so embedded in me like you know if you cry you want attention or and then you know also as a girl i'm like oh i'm i'm an ugly crier like don't you know so like i didn't like that feeling of being uncomfortable um so i couldn't ever really stay in there for very long and then my mom once she married um her now husband th- he's religious so then she would go to church so then there was times where i would go and it was more i would step out as like an act of rebellion
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: and also that that same like un uncomfortability of like feeling over overwhelmed and overcome with emotion and not understanding it Interesting. right so I, I, f- I understand now that, that those feelings and those emotions were um, source, you know? Yeah. Um, how, and so, or God, or, or what universe, or whatever you want to connect that verbiage to, it's all the same. Yeah. Um, so, for me, using the term God um, just really doesn't, is not in alignment for me. Saying the universe, saying source, that resonates with me. However, I know that it's all the same. Yeah. And so, now that I'm older and have had other experiences, um, I'm not afraid of crying. I don't care what I look like, I don't care if I make anyone uncomfortable by my crying. Um, I realize the importance of releasing whatever is n- is needing to come out because it does me no good keeping it inside. Um, wow. It's extremely heavy, um, and you don't realize how heavy um emotions are and things that you internalize until you have felt the relief and the weight lifted um and i've felt that and i feel that through different practices plant medicine is one of them
0: Ooh, which i want to talk about some of the plant medicine stuff too but ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back with more from elise walters all right we're back with elise walters in telling of her story and journey. So I do have a couple more questions about, um, the healing journey portion. And then, yeah, I want to get into mm-hmm. talking about some of the plant medicines and, and what you think about those and, and, um, yeah, the benefits of those and how they can help people. Uh, cause I've done some microdosing and stuff like that. And, and we'll, um, I'll have some questions for you. Uh, yeah. so back to the, the deal. So you, you had this just out of the blue rash all of a sudden your life is thrown into a shit storm and what's the total span of time that you were just pulled out of the world
1: uh seven months seven
0: months oh yeah. my lord so how did who who took care of your home and you have kids
1: yeah <laughs> um so when i got out of the hospital my mom was here for about a week and a half um she was here for the entire month when i was in ku um and then obviously to get me into ku um so after that my friend mandy um her work schedule allowed for that um i had a lot of help with um the father of my children um So that, yeah, I, it, it just kind of, I don't know, it, you know, it takes a village. Um, I had like a, uh, a GoFundMe, so, um, that took care of my bills. Um, literally all of my rent, utilities, all of my bills up until, um, I was like able to start working again and like, it was amazing. Um, there was meal trains, uh, so people would provide meals for me. Um, and yeah, I wow. mean,
0: that's fortunate just, that you had a, had some people <laughs> around you to, to help.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm super work, grateful clearly. for it. So. Right? Like you couldn't um,
0: work, obviously. No, <laughs> no, no,
1: no, I could not work.
0: So all uh, the, cause I know you're a very popular, uh, like, I just know you're very popular. I mean, at least when I got my haircut from you, which you don't even do that anymore, which tells me also you're popular because you're like, yeah, I don't, don't, don't call me for a haircut, people. I don't do that. Uh, you know, so that's just, that's cool. But man, yeah, someone had to handle all of that.
1: Yeah. So the, the salon that I work at now in Old Overland Park, it's called Sage Color Studio. Um, Wait a minute, wait,
0: Old Overland Park, Mm -hmm. like that little downtown area
1: the
0: what? like the little downtown overland park area that little yeah. cute area where yeah, is it by, do you know the... string hall and... oh my gosh my my wife is the manager at crescent springs
1: oh i go there all the time i know i know your wife yes her, yeah <laughs> i see her all the time she's so sweet i yes. thought the last time i was there i thought that that was her
0: Oh my god! Because gosh. I've seen her
1: on your social media and <laughs> I didn't make the connection, but I felt in my heart. I felt in my body that that was her.
0: Yes. You need to yes. you need to say hi. She's
1: magical. Yes, I will. I will make the point to introduce myself <laughs> in, in a different way, but her and I, we know each other. Yeah. And we have a connection. Yeah. We definitely have a connection for sure. Yeah. Isn't she precious? Um, she's pure magic. Yeah. <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs> Yeah, 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 she is. I I got really, really, <laughs> I really love lucky. That. Yeah, yeah.
1: I well, and it's so nice because I walk from the salon and you know go to Crescent Springs and grab things that I need because it's right there. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's so cool.
0: <laughs> well, because the reason I'm sitting there thinking, wait a minute, because I've walked by, you know, I I'm there a lot. I mean, I go there at least a couple times a week just to stop in on her and bring her some coffee or whatever, and
2: yeah,
0: and and see her. And I've there's several salons there and Mm -hmm. uh yeah that's so cool so i'm
1: right next to like the popcorn place and there's a spa (laughs) i know exactly
0: where you are yeah Yeah. okay
1: so the ladies at the salon they put together the gofundme and you know i'm sure all told all their clients and then um yeah i mean i was like I was well known in the hair community so i'm sure a lot of people in the hair community and i don't know just it just got shared everywhere
0: well i saw it i i i saw i think uh like yeah i mean you know how you kind of when you know people their story will pop up and i i'm i'm a little bit bad about social media because i've had people say oh well you didn't see it i posted it on social media you know and i'm like yeah i don't actually i don't scroll through social media very often um, mm-hmm. I'm more of just a, I post, you know, I put things out there, but I don't, yeah. you know, I don't spend an hour a day just reading everybody's story and getting everybody's updates. I just don't. And, yeah. uh, but I, yours kept popping up. You know, I remember, <laughs> I remember when you got married. I remember when, um, you had a kid or something like, I remember, you know, like some big highlights were coming up and then I remember when you, uh, got sick. And, and then, of course, just that journey and then I kind of lost track of you a little bit for whatever reason, and then the pictures, which I'll also post on my social media when we post this episode, I saw that and I was like, oh, my goodness this is going to be a story I'm going (laughs) to definitely want to (laughs) hear. And and then I thought about the, the, you know, having you on the podcast and I thought, Oh goodness. Yeah. Not just me. I think, I think everybody would really enjoy this inspiring story of, you know, back from the dead. I mean, back from, (laughs) but since you were not really that since you were kind of in and out, were you aware that you could be dying? I mean, did the the more I
1: had
0: no idea. So you weren't, you weren't, like thinking oh my gosh i want to make sure to hug everybody like this could be it like you You weren't
1: i had no fear no and no no idea at all because you were just so
0: delusional because of the disease or because of the sickness
1: um well i was hallucinating i think i was hallucinating because of how like how much medication that um uh, Overland Park Regional had put me on like they kept trying everything like the more like I said, the fentanyl didn't work, the morphine didn't work. And then I remember saying something about like I was like, my nerves are what hurt. So then they gave me like a nerve blocker. So I feel like there was a combination of like being in pain, it felt like it was affecting my brain, um, not eating, you know, for a week, like, so but once I got to KU and my pain was regulated and they had done like, like, you know, they did they wrapped my full body in a cast like, um, like, and I then then I was good. I mean, I, I felt I wasn't in pain anymore. And then I, I just slept. Yeah, you know, I would have moments of like, being conscious. Um, But there's like one photo in particular, um, in that, that that little video that you're talking, you keep referencing, that shows the pictures. Um, But apparently, um, the nurses uh, said that I wasn't going to be able to uh, sit up or walk or anything for a week after this first skin surgery. Um, And that That picture is the day of skin surgery, and I was sitting up, and like the nurses were like shocked because I wasn't supposed to be able to do that. And so, I guess I had asked my mom to take a picture of me, um, mm-hmm. but I don't remember asking for that. Um, so I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. i'm I'm glad that I did ask for those moments of of wanting it to be documented, even though I wasn't really aware. It was like, um, something subconscious or yeah. something, you know. Um, but also like badass because look at me sitting yeah. up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just great. So, when you started to kind of come to, did the realization of what had happened and what had gone on kind of hit you like were you like, "Holy shit. Like this yeah, was serious."
1: I, yeah. Um, it it took time. Um, for that reality to really set in, I would say the closer I got to being discharged, um, it would kind of come in waves. And that's really kind of where I learned to just like let go of like caring about crying in front of people because in that moment, like when, when I was discharged and I would go anywhere, um, I would I would just you know I would start crying and but I couldn't control it and I and so I just you know I just gave up like whatever
2: yeah
1: um but yeah it was it was interesting in the moment like i said i never realized like how close i was to death i didn't even know that i had sjs i didn't even know what that was like it it wasn't until like closer to being discharged and like where i was like more awake more alert you know after i got my feeding tube out and like was like you know actually awake and you know things like that um i had to beg and plead for them to take take my feeding tube out um because I just wasn't gaining enough weight. Like they were, all they were letting me have were these like chocolate, like insure drinks, and like I don't know if you've ever had a feeding tube, but it's really it. hard to like swallow when you have it in, you know, because it like yes. goes down your nose and down your throat. However, it there was like the lining of my lungs was like stuck on it. And so in where it was stuck, oh. it, I could feel it and it would make me gag every time I would swallow. Oh. And so I was like, I can't eat. Like it's making me gag. And and so I begged and pleaded. And so they did. And I, I'm i pretty sure the first meal I like devoured was pho. Wow. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, <laughs> but, but after that, like once I, once my body had like, you
0: know, and what I healed it? Does it did, did your
1: there's what, no cure? Um, like just they were just to trying run to its course,
0: okay. So they were just moderate monitoring or helping mitigate or whatever the pain as your body mm-hmm. just went through what it Supportive was going through, care. Supportive. yeah. Okay, like they didn't yeah. like give so you like anything to fix regulate.
1: It no there was nothing they could do to fix it um they yeah it's all it's just supportive care so um you know I couldn't regulate my body temperature like I had muscle atrophy plus I had lost 27 pounds so like you know constantly like needing like heated um like blankets that were warm or whatever so I couldn't like regulate my body temperature and um you know they were administering like 18 different medications and um you know (laughs) there's a lot of a lot of things that I had to do um, you know so that I probably can't even talk about they're a little <laughs> TMI yeah. Um, so wow. yeah, there's a lot of a lot of medications and stuff that I had to um, to be on uh, chemo was one of them uh, oddly enough um, so that was really interesting um, wow. the way that that affected my hair. Um, in the way like i and then it's, and it's really interesting it doesn't last forever like it's a temporary thing but you can't touch metal like with your mouth like it went on on chemo like it just feels really weird um i also wasn't strong enough to like hold a metal fork or anything like that so wow. i had to use my kids like plastic forks um like going to the bathroom was very, very difficult, and it would wear me out to the point where I would take a nap. Um, Wow. Yeah, just, it's just very interesting how, like I realized how connected everything is by that experience, you know, and one thing fails, then it's just, and then it was like a domino effect. Yeah. And so I still have residual um, effects from
0: I think that was going to be my next question. Um, yeah. Like, where are you at now?
1: So, um, again, like I said, it affects your mucous membranes. So I struggle with my eyes a lot. Um, so I have to do hot compresses on them often and take like omega-3 fatty acids, um, to cause like, I'll get styes a lot cause mm-hmm. I can't get like clear out the sebum, like um, regularly, yeah. Um, just recently, I struggled with um, COVID for about six weeks, and um, because I have scarring on my lungs, um, I think that that was probably what made it a, a little bit more dif- more difficult for me. Um, yeah. my lungs and stuff just can't clear mucus, and I feel like COVID mucus is way different than a cold. Yeah. Um, yeah so,
0: i've had COVID. it's 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 different it's it's weird yeah. it's a weird um yeah it's just a weird it's yeah it's weird <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know <laughs> it. It's, yeah. it's, people say well it's like a, it's a lot like a cold yeah ish but it definitely it's, it's different like it's i think it depends weird. on
1: what variant you get too like i because i feel like i've had it three times and each time it's been different Me the too. only consistent <laughs> The only consistent thing is like medicine doesn't work. (laughs) And that's annoying. (laughs) Right. Um, but yeah, I mean now I just um I'm very mindful about my diet, like, um, as much as possible. Like I do, you know, I do like junk food. So like don't, you know, I'm not holier than thou. Right. I am an intuitive eater. So I will eat steak, I will eat vegan, I will eat vegetarian. I don't put myself into a box. I just eat what my body wants.
2: Yeah.
1: Um But I, you know, I became an herbalist after that, so I use a lot of uh, loose leaf teas and spices and um, plants to, to help prevent and or treat. Yeah. So.
0: Well, that's cool. I, uh, yeah, I'm into all that too. I'm, I'm big into, (laughs) I'm 54. I don't take any medications. Thank goodness. And, and partly just, you know, I do try to eat healthy and, and, you know, stay active and, and, you know, do all those things and, and also eat clean. You know, I like, I like meat and I used to, I was vegetarian for 12 years. I was vegetarian for 12 years. And then my body just was craving, uh, meat. And so I started eating, you know, cleaner meats. A lot of times I eat chicken and fish and stuff but i I do love i do love a good steak I had a good filet mignon last night from majestic it was oh, delightful nice. yeah it was so good it just <laughs> melted in your mouth oh gosh I love oh, it. nice i made steak
1: last night for my boys hey that's cool so yeah so tell me <laughs> yeah. how many kids you have three boys
0: three boys wow three boys how, yeah. what's their ages
1: 12 10 and 4.
0: 12 10 and 4. goodness <laughs> you got a full house, huh?
1: Mhm. Busy soccer mom.
0: <laughs> I love it. Now, do you work uh typically like a four four-day four long days kind of a deal or are you?
1: Um, so in person with clients, whether that's like Reiki or like a private ceremony or in the salon, um I work Tuesday, Wednesday, um friday saturday sunday
0: okay so you have two so you have you're still doing hair but then you also mm-hmm. do the reiki um yes
1: so i'm a reiki master um a somatic breathwork facilitator um psychedelic coach
2: um yeah oh so, so. you do the breathwork <laughs>
0: stuff too uh-huh so you yeah. probably know the lady i worked with laura wolf
1: no, I'm not familiar with her. Oh, I know Melissa Saubers. So she's pretty big. Yeah, in, uh,
0: I've I've heard community. Yes, I had her in uh, Melissa. So I used to lead a spiritual community. Once I left religion, I started a uh-huh. spiritual community, and it was just called the Mercy Community. And it was over at Pilgrim's Chapel here, just off the plaza. I live on the plaza, and it's uh-huh. just over there off Gillam. And uh, we used to meet there on Sunday mornings, and we would do uh, some music. And then I brought in like Lisa Lola. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt um B Love Healing. Matt, why is his name skipping my mind? B Love Healing is his his website, but it's Matt. Mm-hmm. Matt, goodness gracious, his last name is just skipping my mind right now. Turner. Matt Turner.
1: <laughs> oh okay yeah, I'm, so, like, I'm not familiar. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: And then Melissa brought in Melissa for breath work. She came in and did breath work. Um yeah brought in laura wolf who did uh she actually talked about sexual what did she talk about it was so popular a lot of people wanted to come in here hear a. you know she's a real attractive woman her talk about sexual stuff and and so that drew, drew a lot of people in to come hear that um, yeah i can't i can't remember what the title of her deal was but it was basically just kind of like T- turning into your your sexuality and you know being free but just integrate it was just it was really beautiful it was really really beautiful what she taught she does a lot of the women empowering camp things like you know takes
1: retreats tw- yeah, yeah
0: retreats and all that stuff so it was a it was a real powerful um presentation for sure on sexual mm-hmm. energy and all that kind of stuff so so, where do you now do? You, do you have an office that you work out of, or do you are you an in home? You go to people's homes and and do the Reiki and the breath work, or?
1: Um, so I do Reiki and breath work sessions in my home. Um, I'll do plant medicine, uh, private plant medicine ceremonies in my home. Um, but if I'm going to host like a group, um, I'll usually do an Airbnb. Oh good. Um, but I host like monthly workshops. So I offer cold water immersion and dance and yoga, breath work, um, hape, which is a, a type of plant medicine as well.
0: Oh, so what, um, what's your website? So everybody can know.
1: I don't have a website. It's all uh, just, if you know, you know, and word of mouth.
0: Ah, okay. Well, I, <laughs> I know you now, so I can You're get just, that I info. mean, I'm
1: on social media. Um, right. that's a great way to contact me or connect with me. I'm also on WhatsApp. Um, but no, if it's, I want to, I want to connect and I want to feel your energy. Um, so
0: that's awesome. Yeah. So more about plant medicine. How do you think this, uh, how do you think plant medicine helps people? Cause I'm a big believer in it too. I've never done a full trip
1: just mm-hmm. because
0: like I've done micro doses. But it comes from, honestly, it comes from old tapes that, you know, I don't want to get into a bad, dark trip and be dealing with that. And I, 99.9% of the time, I'm a very happy, uh, thank God, you know, I just, I don't deal with anxiety. I mean, I'm a human. I've I've had situations that have brought on like situational anxiety.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: But I just. I I wake up super happy and I stay happy all day and then I go to bed very happy, (laughs) you know, it's just kind of my, that's my baseline. And so the thought of tripping and if it threw me into something other than that, it, that's the only, my hesitation, that's the, literally the only reason I haven't done a full trip and I have the mushrooms in my refrigerator right now, I could do it. It's just, that's my concern is that it would throw me into a dark place. And I'm like, ugh, I don't know if, and I just, that's probably not even true. I don't know why I would be worried about that, but.
1: Yeah. Um, well, it's just the fear of the unknown. Mm. Um, exactly. It's, it's pretty unlikely that that would happen. Um, but set and setting is, is what matters. Um, just make sure that you're with someone that you trust. Yeah. Um, I would make sure you had a trip sitter with you or, um or a guide um so um yeah i i love creating um that safe space and that container um so i've done couples before i've done uh was two sisters you know that um came to my house and did a session um you know girl you know groups of girls you know so it's just um the medicine is it's it's going to do what it's going to do and it, the trip that you get is the trip that you need interesting um, so i i would just and and what the thing is is so hape um is a plant medicine that i was telling you that i offer at my workshops um and so before um you actually sit in ceremony um i administer the hape and it's basically like nature's Xanax Um, so it really helps to calm your mind and your body down because you're naturally going to have some anxiety about sitting with the plant medicine. Um, it doesn't matter how many times you've sat with it. If you're sitting there with intention, um, and not, not in like a recreational sense, you know, um, you are going to have a little bit of anxiety, um, because you are using this as a tool to do the deep work and, um, so it may bring up things but that's how you move through it yeah. and um so it's not for the faint of heart you know um so you know psychedelics are just a really great tool to help you um get to the root of the issues um you know however yeah. it's still you still have to do the work um it can bring things into your awareness which is great um it just it matters what you choose to do with that awareness. Are you going to integrate that into your life? Are you going to take inspired action? Or are you just going to sit on a gold mine of awareness um, and not do anything with it?
2: (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's that's really fascinating. So did you do, were you into this stuff before?
1: Yeah, so I've been sitting with psilocybin and growing it for off and on for 17 years.
0: Oh, really? Um, Oh, wow. mm -hmm.
1: Yeah um the only thing is is that it hasn't always been in a medicinal sense um so you know um life is like a spiral so it's really beautiful um that i have i'm so comfortable with this medicine in both ways yeah um and i love how i have evolved and grown and matured and you know with this medicine yeah um and i have a deep respect for the mushroom Um, and I, I'm just, I'm grateful for what it has done for my life. Even, even when I was doing it recreationally, um, it helped keep me open and, um, I learned a lot. It's yeah. Um, and then finally, um, I'm grateful that, uh, ayahuasca came into my life. Um, she definitely called to me. Um, but it wasn't just specifically Aya, it was Ayahuasca and Costa Rica. And um, so I'm grateful that I got that call. I'm grateful that I leaned into it um, because I finally got my uh, healthy blood draw in November. So I got sick in May and I, I my liver was good in November. Well, I had already decided that I was going to go to Costa Rica by myself for the very first time ever
2: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: um, and go sit with this plant medicine at a women's retreat. And I had already started paying money and I didn't even know if I was healthy enough but i had a, i had made the decision and then mind you i also didn't work for 7 months right so i'm like <laughs> do is this a good sound financial decision like am i really going to play 3 grand to go across the country by myself and go sit with this plant medicine um but i did it um i because it was it, i couldn't shake the signs i mean they were literally everywhere i talked about it so much and then the opportunity presented itself and and it was ayahuasca costa rica women's retreat and that, and it was in alignment and when you're in alignment things move quickly
2: yeah
1: and so i and i'm so grateful that i did it yeah it's it completely changed my life in a in a whole other beautiful like you way you went there <laughs> as
0: one person and then came home a different
1: 100 percent.
0: and what in what way i'm so curious in what in what way because i hear m- um, mother ayahuasca here is very powerful
1: <laughs> she is very powerful way way different than than the mushroom completely different um i have a way deeper connection with aya uh, than i do the mushroom um I talk to her. <laughs> she talks to you. Um, you know it's a her. You just know.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and she just she cracks you wide open. Um, it, I'm very sensitive to that medicine, so generally in ceremony, I'm the first to purge. Um, I'm really loud. I'm, <laughs> I move around <laughs> all over the place.
0: Yeah, because you most people do uh, throw up
1: um not everyone um some i i've been in ceremonies uh where you know people some people don't vomit at all um but there's many different ways of purging crying is purging tears is purging um like moving and it is a is an energetic way of purging
2: yeah
1: um having a bowel movement but it's not like i have never experienced it myself personally or anyone around me having like some explosive bowel movement where they couldn't make it to the bathroom or anything like that so like don't don't let that freak you out but all of it is a way of just cleansing and clearing
2: yeah
1: um um but yeah i i'm definitely on all fours and just purging and it's 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 so it's so crazy it's but it's nothing like what you think because I think when people think um, about a purge, they they think of a night out drinking and then they ate Taco Bell and then they're like puking. Purging, right. Right, Right. and that's not fun, right? Right. Like that feels toxic, it feels volatile when it's coming up and out. Um, When you are sitting with ayahuasca and when you have chosen to connect with that medicine, it's for a completely different reason. It's not to disassociate. (laughs) um and to get messed up it is intentionally to do the healing work and so everything is intentional about it Um, and everything matters it matters who grows it it matters who walks by it it matters the intention of who's preparing it who's serving it the container in the space in which you are sitting with the medicine all of that matters and so with that being said there's a special dieta that you follow um, in an effort to have a pure, clean temple. Um, we also invite you to stay away from, um, any sexual, um, acts, self-pleasuring because you want to keep your kundalini energy to yourself. So, you know, everything is an invitation. Um, however, like for the retreats, uh, that I host, um, my friend, Corey is our chef and she knows the, the dieta. So, for that week when you are you know in costa rica um you don't have to worry about your diet or how to eat or anything because it's taken care of for you wow so yeah
0: i've had several friends go go and do ayahuasca and also there's been ayahuasca sessions here well in kansas city Uh, yeah
1: yeah so i'm aware of um yeah there's a local a local place um i I'm I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I had, and I am so connected to the shamans that I work with. I had such a great experience. And because of that, um, I just don't see myself sitting with anybody else. Um, and I don't know, I just feel like for me, um, I much rather sit with the medicine in the place that it's indigenous to um so if and when I ever get the call to sit with peyote uh, I'll probably take myself to the desert <laughs> yeah. and do that um so yeah it's just it's magic the yeah. medicine is magic Costa Rica is magic on its own um and any excuse I can I can get to to get back there I'm yeah. gonna take it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's so cool. So, uh, you know, people often uh, ask what's, you know, what's the benefit and what, what is mother ayahuasca going to teach you and tell you, and a lot of times you'll hear the pat answer that, you know, whatever you need, but in what way, like, is it a, is it helping with trauma? Is it helping with personality disorders? Is it helping with like, how can, uh, and how are they different? Psilocybin versus ayahuasca and how they help you. So I know a, a lot of like, it's, you know, it's now it's mainstream. I mean, here we are talking about it on the podcast with no, no worries of anybody being, you know, like, oh, I can't recommend
1: it. <laughs> right, right.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're talking about truly medicine. Like I tell people all the time. Yeah, I smoke weed. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's legal now in Missouri. So I'm definitely more vocal about it now. Yeah. Um, and, but man, I'll tell you what, weed itself, again, I don't use it as a party drug uh, I, it, it, it impacted me. I don't know. You know, I just noticed that my leaving religion and being, becoming more spiritual, I was always a person that was really had a lot of questions and dealt with a lot of guilt and shame and, and felt like I was even divided into two people. There was this, and this is where my breath worker, she really helped me with this uh as i felt like there was the the good timmy and the bad timmy you know and there was the one version of timmy that i told her i said you know i keep that that timmy in a cage and i I can't let him out he's you know highly sexual and he's very all these things and so as a quote-unquote you know hardcore christian you know i had to keep that and i was married at that time so you know i had to keep that demon version of my this is i don't believe this now but like i had to keep that demon version of myself caged up and you know because there's a scripture in the in the bible that says crucify the flesh right so i always considered that part of me was the bad side of me it was the fleshly devil side of me that that wanted to you know act out and Mm -hmm. so speed fast forward i i I get divorced, I'm I leave religion, I go to this breath work. And she said, Timmy, no, the this Timmy that you have caged up is just a part of you. It's it's still you. And so you can't cage up a part of you. Like you just need to integrate. And and rather mm-hmm. than caging up, she said it's almost like you have a brother and you you're caging him up to to quote unquote protect him from himself or You can let him out of the cage and and draw him in close to you and work with him and teach him and, and, you know, integrate and man, that changed my life because there was this part of me that I was always, I just, I always felt bad about and guilty about and and dealt with a lot of shame that this, this other Timmy didn't align with this, you know this christian version and now the oddly enough i'm more moral i'm more kind loving more joyful More, it's like all the because things you that- get
1: to be you're you're less in a contracted state trying to hide who you are you actually there's a lot of freedom in being your true authentic self Yeah, and letting like not caring what other people think you're not there you're not attaching yourself to what other people think and you don't seek external validation.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. That's, I became my true self. You know, I got, I, I've i always loved tattoos, but mm-hmm. I went ahead and got my hands done, my fingers done and just did, I was like, you know what I, this I've always wanted to do this, but I never did it because I didn't think, you know, I didn't want people to judge me, especially as a pastor. And so, you know, I, my hair was a certain way, even though I wanted to grow long hair, but I didn't, and I didn't have earrings. And this is all superficial stuff, but it was all stuff that was meaningful to me because I, just for whatever reason, just, I was born being a little edgy. I've always just been yeah. kind of an edgy person. and But man, when I finally let, I thought that when I would let that Timmy out of the cage, you know, he was gonna be pillaging and, you know. It'd
1: be like chaos. Oh yeah,
0: just be absolute <laughs> insanity. And, and again, exactly no, opposite. Absolutely <laughs> opposite from that. It's 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 just wild. It's it's just,
1: it's just programming. Yeah. It's it's programming that you know, having tattoos and expressing yourself in a way that is outside of the norm. Um, it's just programmed in you, yeah. you know, to think that that's a that's bad. Right. So.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's been very, very <laughs> freeing. I, 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 at some point in my life, I may do ayahuasca first. I want to do psilocybin and, and feel comfortable with, with doing that. And I've done a couple like double micro doses, you know, to where it yeah, was definitely yeah. a little, a little more, wavy. Yeah. Like a this, macro. Yeah. Yeah. Where I would go outside and just everything seemed beautiful. And it was like the trees, I could see them breathing mm-hmm.
2: slightly. And All right.
0: The colors were real clear and it just felt everything just felt sharper and clearer yeah. and you know And i thought well okay i mean if this is what it's like like this surely a trip would just be more of this <laughs> you know like i'm not yeah. gonna like go into a weird space you know it's just more of the beauty so
1: yeah yeah I'll, um I'll... just make sure you're in a safe space i would suggest doing it at home yeah and um and i mean you'll be okay yeah. it's you know i wouldn't exceed uh like three grams or anything like that yeah um without you'll see
0: jesus right yeah. <laughs> that's the see jesus <laughs> that's the see jesus dose
1: see something yeah. <laughs> you jesus but you will see and feel a lot of things yeah. <laughs> you might taste the color red i don't know
0: wow that's you know the <laughs> the one thing uh, i did with marijuana And it depends on you know if it's sativa or indica or even a hybrid but i i have to be careful sometimes because what weed can do to me is not just the paranoid but paranoid like a specific like i have kids i have two adult kids Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden like if i get too high or if i do an edible that maybe was more than what the package said it was or whatever and it just like whoa this is hitting me really hard Mm -hmm. i i get i worry all of a sudden I, I get thrown into a, like, I worry about my kids. Right. And it's like, if any not awesome news comes to me, it it's like my reaction is, is overboard in the overboard. Not like how I act out I just mean, in my emotions, like all of a sudden someone could, you know, cancel Amplified. a wedding, cancel a wedding. Right. And that's how I make my money. So if someone canceled a wedding, Any normal time they'd cancel a wedding, I'd be like, ah, bummer, no problem. It's like totally fine. Well, Mm -hmm. if I'm super stoned and I get a cancellation, all my weddings are going to cancel. My business is going to go under, I'm not going to pay rent. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I just go down this dark hole. Now, the funny thing is in my mind, I'm aware that I'm high. So it's like, I know, so I can mitigate it. I can say, okay, Timmy, like none of this is real. Like none of mm-hmm. just because one wedding cancels, not all of your weddings are going to cancel and like, you're okay, it's fine. And yeah. you know, I just talk to myself and usually it only lasts. Oh, that piece, maybe 15 minutes tops 30. So I, I know that if I can just regulate myself and talk to myself within about 30 minutes, that's gone. You know that, yeah that's gone uh, but that's only because i've been a cons- consumer of weed now for a little bit to where i i know i know how to to deal with that early on yeah. I, it just threw me into a massive spiral and i was like oh my gosh why do people like marijuana this is terrible <laughs> <You know. laughs> but it's also humbling it's i'll tell you one of the things that's humbled me is weed uh, not that i was just a cocky motherfucker necessarily, but I definitely had a little bit more of a cockiness inside myself. You know, I knew I was smart enough to keep it kind of more to myself, but now mm-hmm. even my thoughts are more humble. Like I've noticed that, that weed just kind of keeps, it keeps me humble. It, it makes me appreciate and be even sweeter than I normally am in mm-hmm. inside. You right. know, I, I know how to act sweet. I can act sweet but right. it, it's like i become internally sweet like my thoughts are sweet there's kindness in my thoughts too perhaps not just, it
1: opens your heart <laughs> yeah
0: you know it must because you know as a as a this is just my perception and my how it was for me as a christian and even in the scriptures you know jesus talked about this where he talked about to the pharisees the religious people he said you wash the outside of the cup in other words for the appearance of how it looks to others but you know you need to deal with the inside of the cup
1: and so right. for
0: me i had become an expert at appearing a certain way i could appear right. pure i could appear and talk in such a way that made me appear to be a certain way well right. that finally broke and i really turned the corner and I, I really give a lot of credit to to marijuana marijuana helped me realize it's not just appearing these things it's just the appearance of them that like that's just so phony it's so fake like you want to, right. you want to be this way not just appear this way you want right. to truly be <laughs> and man that's the biggest shift for me i think my first life was there was a lot of purity in me i mean definitely there was a lot of i wanted to but there was also just this internal war going on and right
1: because a lot of not- what you were taught would and what you had been experiencing didn't align with your like your own discernment and your own intuition like you could feel and sense the bullshit and the lies and the deceit you couldn't quite put your finger on it because this is how you grew up it was again programming so as you start to awaken as the energy and the frequency on the planet has raised and it's like i don't know if you've noticed but like time is moving faster like the distance between like thing like catastrophes like yes the veil is thinning and people are awakening and I'm, I'm just so excited to be here. Like, I think that's why I chose to stay earth side was because my purpose is to be here to like help raise the frequency. And that's exactly what you're doing yeah. because you're awakening.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I believe part of my journey is what brought, you know, brought Jessica in my life. She's just, she's mm-hmm. just the purest, sweetest person I've ever met, to be honest. I mean, she, and I live with her, right? We're married. So like, I know her better than most anyone, I guess. And she's like, what people experience when they meet her, they often say, oh, she's so sweet. And I'm like, oh, you don't even know. (laughs)
2: Like She
0: she genuinely is that sweet in private. Like her thoughts are sweet. You know, she just has such a sweet spirit about her. And that was one of the things that drew me to her. Obviously she's extremely beautiful, um, too. that, like, I clearly noticed that, but I quickly in my interactions with her, when I first met her, um, on father's day weekend in 2021, there was just something about her spirit that I thought, wow, this person's interesting. And I would like to get to know them more and yeah. uh, and then as time went on we finally i got the balls i guess to finally ask her out and the rest is history now but, yeah but anyway yeah so that i'm i'm such i'm so curious about all that well i i we might have to do a whole another podcast about this but i am so <laughs> curious about your spiritual journey just because i find this stuff so curious are you are you a believer in uh past lives
1: oh absolutely
0: okay so you you probably are, have studied on like Chica- Chica- akashic records and all that stuff
1: oh yeah i'm familiar with them okay i i don't i don't tap into that myself yeah. um but i definitely am connected to people who do and i am aware of them yeah so yeah that's cool yeah yeah
0: i don't know what i think about that i know i've talked to people and they said "Do you believe in reincarnation or be, believe in past lives. And I'm like, you know, here's the thing. The the honest answer is, I don't know, right? Like, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, again, part of my religious struggle is when I was religious, right? I knew, like I knew, certain, mm-hmm. you know, I knew it because it was in the Bible. And, you know, obviously when I left that world, I realized, well, actually, I didn't know. It was just a belief. It was a faith. It was like, I didn't right. know. I didn't know, like, I know I'm sitting here talking to you. like. It, it was a different kind of, it was a, a belief knowing it, you couldn't yeah. prove it. And so now, you know, I've kind of flipped on to where I'm definitely more in the middle cause I maintain my spirituality, but also I'm like, yeah, you know, like I, I do have some beliefs uh, clearly still in the spiritual world, but also facts are pretty fucking important to me, you know, evidence, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, the truth, you know? And so, i i definitely am very like anti you know conspiracy theories and people that believe the earth is flat and just different things and i'm just like oh dear god like really we have fucking videos and pictures it's a fucking sphere like what the hell you know but that's just that's been my journey you know Mm -hmm. coming from believing you know that noah built an ark and all the different things that i used to believe so when i left that world i'm a little bit more leaning lost
2: like, yeah
0: I just like I want I want some more you know for me i I de- like I said I believe in things that are hard to prove or just because I have personal beliefs mm-hmm. but also i'm I'm big on evidence and and proof and and that kind of stuff too so it's a so, tender balance
1: I invite you to just stay open and curious um and you know I think the more that you um the more you turn inward right um and the more you are connected to yourself and your intuition it's a lot easier for you to like hear your intuition and trust your own discernment and trust yourself Yeah. so um like for me whenever i um i will get like a confirmation from the universe when i receive like a full body chill whenever, you know, like sometimes whenever someone says something, you're like, Oh, that gave me chills or like, you know, like, that's like validation. That's like confirmation. So I just go into any situation. um, Very curious. I'm, I'm extremely open minded. I am not attached to any one belief, or anything like that. I am very open and willing to change my opinion based on new information, assuming it is an alignment with me. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and I feel like that's what a lot of people struggle with is that our society has us so disassociated and disconnected from ourselves, that we don't really know what we believe and what we trust. Um, because the only way you will be able to put know what you believe and what you trust is if you know and you believe in it in yourself. Right. And there, a lot of people don't. Yeah. So um, that's why it's so important to do to do these things to meditate to go on your spiritual journey and utilize all of the tools and modalities that are in alignment with you and that feel good to you, yeah. because it's only going to help you to open your your mind, the microdosing that you're doing is you know there's it's causing neuroplasticity so there are, you're literally utilizing new parts of your brain that you have never used before yeah. right and it's expanding your consciousness which is expanding your curiosity to learning new things so you are changing your views based on new information um, just continue to like connect with yourself through breath work through meditation through yoga um, and allow that to be your guide
0: yeah. Yeah, there's. There, I think my first experience with any kind of psychedelics was through breathwork. Yeah, you know, DMT can, is
1: released in your brain. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Th- that was that was wild because it it felt and yeah, and of course it is. It you do have DMT in your brain. You can produce it with your own body. So through mm-hmm. the breathwork, yeah, it it definitely opened up, and I had some pretty pro- pro- profound experiences that were trippy. I mean, they were definitely mm-hmm. trippy and and he- healing and helpful in in my journey and uh, i've told i tell everybody about it i talk about it often if anybody's you know um going through a tough time i'm like have you ever tried breath work you Mm -hmm. know and so you know when i hear someone go ah that stuff doesn't work i'm like uh i have first hand experience like i have actually done it and Mm -hmm. so you know and i can resonate with their skepticism because i'm like that too but I've, but I've actually, you know, I actually did it because I I have been open. I think being raised religious, it kind of gets you into a a form of like, I think if you're religious, you're open to spirituality, you know, not always spiritual is open to religion, but I think if you're religious, you're already tapping into, you're already believing in some mystical God things already. So I think for me, I was always open to the, you know god or the universe or or my inward spirit and and listening and you know i've always been that way and still am that way uh just you know not with a religious context anymore so i would say i'm a very curious open person still Mm -hmm.
1: Um,
0: so yeah and that's it's it's i like it it's it's been fun right
1: it is i love it i love that i am open to receiving the messages and it like they're because they're everywhere like your spirit guides are always communicating with you through music through other people through numbers um through synchronicities um so i just love it like yeah. it just makes me giggle and like whenever i'm doing a session with a client i'll uh i usually start well you know i offer cacao and we'll talk a little bit and then we go um, to my Reiki room and, you know, it I'll pull a card, you know, that the universe usually just kind of throws out in my Oracle deck and it will confirm and validate like everything that I had communicated to them, you know, upstairs before we even got started. And yeah. um, so it's just nice for me, like the universe is like always confirming like. Like and it for me, like it's helpful. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I know that I am helping people. I know that I am tapped in. Um, you know, because because what I just said just was pulled in this card, yeah, you know. Right, right. And like I couldn't have planned that. Right. Um, so it's just it's so much fun and so magical whenever you like allow yourself to be open to receiving magic. Yeah. Like yeah you we just don't realize how powerful we are these plant medicines help you tap into that and they help remind you um like how powerful breath work cold water immersion it all helps you remind remind you how powerful you are yeah like that's all it is you're like bringing back all those parts of yourself that you have like given away to other people like through breath work right you're like bringing that back to you yeah, you know, you're like clearing out all of that ick and that yuck, and you're making room for expansion. Like it's a good way. That's a purge. Yeah. Like
0: it's so beautiful, so, and I'm so glad we reconnected.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Me well, I, nice to
1: <laughs> let me reintroduce myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Absolutely. And uh, gosh, yeah, I would love to have you on the podcast again, and we can maybe dive into uh some of the other the reiki and some of that stuff as well um and some spiritual stuff and you know talk about the ufos that all the stuff that's going on in the world (laughs) Yeah,
2: i haven't (laughs) either i
0: haven't either but it's, 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 it's funny that it's funny that now we can talk about aliens and ufos and all that stuff very it can be the you know the around the coffee table or around the water fountain as they say you know conversation Uh at the office like those things aren't weird anymore and i think that's uh, it's just cool it's we do i think we live in a great time and to especially at my age I, i think you're a little bit younger than me or quite a bit younger than me but i remember you know when tv was nearly just black and white and you know gasoline was like Twenty-five or fifty cents per gallon, and you know we didn't have cell phones, no computers, no internet, no you know, no yeah. social media. So it's like in my lifetime, I have seen such a progression and such a advancement of technology and and just everything, you know, just everything. Yeah. It's just crazy, and and where we are today, and and how people like my kids, you know, growing up in this technical world, and you know, I think they they just take it for granted because no- they haven't they have known any other way. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, right. yeah, you know, just let me tell you about back in my day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So who knows it's what crazy. the next. Yeah.
0: The next. The world know.
1: that I grew up in does not exist anymore. That's for sure.
0: No, does not. A- absolutely yeah. does not.
1: Well, man,
0: <laughs> gosh, hon, it was so good to uh, to reconnect with you. Um, yes, likewise. Uh, yeah, Elise Walters, you can look her up on Instagram, I'm assuming Facebook or any of the social media stuff. Yes. And, uh,
1: uh, sun goddess healing on Instagram.
0: Okay. Sun goddess healing on Instagram. Yes. Awesome. And well, Facebook. Yeah. And, oh, is <laughs> that good? That's the I, same name?
1: Yeah. I mean, cool. I have, I have Elise Walters, um, but facebook as well as sun goddess healing okay business page
0: awesome well Hun, hang on just one second as i close this out and uh ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us today for the podcast we will talk to you next week about some cool stuff peace out everybody